I got introduced to talk about my background with the course. I, uh, I had seen it in a lot of bookshelves in the 90s and everything, and uh, I had gone to India for a while, and I had met this Australian guy at Sai Baba's ashram, and he'd been going there for about 12 years, and we shared a room with two other guys from England for a month. So we became friends. His name was Peter White. And then uh, a couple months or a year or so later, I got a call from him, and he said that he had lost interest in going to see Sai Baba, and that his mind had cracked open. And he said it was, he talked about the course, and he says, I'll, I'll be in San Francisco in a, in a couple months. So that got me interested in the course. And so I saw him, and I started doing these three-day little intensives in Mount Shasta, California. And basically, I just laughed the whole time. It was just, because uh, when something that seems so infinite intimate is sort of pointed out to be foreign it's really an incredible relief because we take ourselves so seriously that sense of being a long lasting independent separate entity so what happened is that led me to uh, get engaged with this group you may have heard the Endeavor Academy sort of famous in the Course in Miracles world the headquarters was, was in Wisconsin so I started to keep doing that and then I went to uh, I met a woman that was involved with it for five years at this center. So I went to the center, checked it out. I didn't particularly want to live there. Uh, and so me and her went to Australia, and we read the book, and I did, did, all, did the steps and stuff. And I just ha- kept having, having like, um, you know, the, the sensation of your mind unfurling like a flag, you know, when it just, you, it hears something triggers and it starts to blow up to its right size, so to speak. Like, it, almost like if you were, had a very tight-fitting suit and you took it off. It's such a nice relief, yeah? And in that expansion, you see the nature of mind, you know? Not the nature of the body, not the nature of the mental state, but you get a flavor of your own nature, yeah. And the Course has never not done that, certain statements in it, yeah, for me. So, But I want to start out with something from a great master. I don't know if you ever heard of Ramana Maharshi. Because when I started to pursue, quote-unquote, spirituality a long time ago, and I felt like I did a damn good job, I mean, I could, you know... I, w- I would be at the meditation halls on a retreat, and I'd make sure I was the last one who got up, you know, so I was the best re- meditator, and all those things, and, you know, you start growing a spiritual face, and you forget your ass, basically. <laughs> and uh, so this, when I was introduced to this idea, it sort of explained a huge amount, and so I'll just run it by you. So it says, presupposing which is the trick, not just supposing, because the mental state is producing a sense of self, yeah? The language is its cohort. The language is a subjective language used by objects, basically. So he's he's saying, presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing, and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing, yeah? If that's the condition to try to destroy this thing by practices is to be just like a thief turning himself into a policeman to catch the thief that is none other than himself. 
That's the end of the talk. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. It is. It's the end of the talk. Now we'll go on, but it's the end of the talk. Now in this other way, this other uh, written take by the same guy, Ram Mahashi, from another disciple, he says simply this. Simply stated, the problem is that there is a perception that there is an individual self which wants to extinguish itself so that the state of realization will be revealed. But anything which this individual self tries to do to eliminate itself merely prolongs its own existence. So, what that had, when I heard this, a template that had been over all of my activities and behaviors and these quote-unquote inner activities like thinking and this and that was revealed, a certain template, that the mental state when introduced to an action, we'll use it to imply an actor. It doesn't matter how noble the action is. It doesn't matter if it's 5,000, backed up by 5,000-year-old lineages. It doesn't matter if it came in a gilded little pouch or it was found in the Himalayas. The mental state's main movement, and the mental state is not mind. Yeah? It's not the big M mind. It's a mental state. It's... It's an activity of the brain. Yeah. So that mental state, whatever it comes in contact with, is going to claim. It's not going to claim the thing itself. It's going to use the thing it's claiming to point to the claimer. Yeah. So when there's an action, it's going to imply an actor. When there's a thought, it implies to us that there's a thinker. When there's seeing, it's even used the experience of conscious contact, which is the whole basis of this event yeah, consciousness or spirit or whatever you want to talk, call it mind is moving through five gates seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting touching and through that it's, it's producing an experience yeah. so when it moves through this gate it sees when it moves through this gate it's hearing when it moves through this gate it's feeling when it moves through this gate it's tasting when it moves through this gate it's smelling it's not defined by smelling tasting this and that you can't capture it smelling that but if let's say like there's some insects that have seven or eight gates of senses there could be 20 gates of senses so you'd be having 20 different experiences instead of five this is actually not even the premier cable channel we got we bought the basic stock model of five experiences but we think we're all we are you know, all there is it's unbelievable really the arrogance of the mental state so if you notice that it sort of puts you into a quandary. First of all, you're going to be left with a lot of time. Because <laughs> you're not going to be doing much in a lot of ways. And it doesn't mean you won't be doing anything, but the sense of the doer will be weakened. Yeah. And so let's say you meditate. And in your mental state, the meditation seems more noble than washing dishes. That mental state, that activity now the way the mind claims it will have more gluing ability, more adhesion than the washing the dishes. So you, can, you will meditate yourself into the sense of being the meditator. And you cannot meditate yourself out of the sense of being the meditator. Because whatever you're doing will be used to point to the doer. Yeah? No one escapes this template. That's why these people, out of great compassion, try to warn us. Yeah? 
like there's a great master Hawaiian poet, a Zen master from China. He said, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use the mind to seek mind. You can't use the light to seek light. Yeah. Why is that? Because if you're not, if you're identified as a something, yeah, that's the denial of the Buddhahood. And then it will go to such an extreme that you as this something will seek the Buddha, but you are the Buddha. And in, in that condition, the seeking the Buddha will hide the Buddha from you. Even though the story will be, I'm getting closer, or then if you do something wrong, I'm farther away. You know what I mean? You ever have been, when you were a kid, did you ever have that game where someone was supposed to hit like an egg in the bushes, an adult? Sometimes they had a microphone like this, or whatever it is. And they'd have you, and it was hot and cold. So it's something, you'd be moving around, and something would be going, you're getting, it's warm, you're getting warmer, you're hot, and then it goes suddenly, oh, you're freezing. It's just playing a fucking game. There's no, there's no goal other than what's looking. Yeah? Do you know what I mean? There's no goal for you to acquire. It's the seeing that's, that's the acquiring. Yeah? It's what seeing is what you're looking for. So I was reading the course. I tried to cram a little bit at coffee because I haven't done it in a while. And I came to this page, 478, Weaknesses and, de- and Defensiveness. And it says, how does one overcome illusions? Surely not by force or anger, nor by opposing any of them in any way. Now for me, the solution reveals that there is no real problem. Yeah? So it's sort of like, instead of trying to get the place that you're trying to get out of, if you realize the place is imaginary, what would be the, the appropriate response? And how long would it take? Absolutely no time to get out of what you're not in. Yeah. The whole point is, the quote-unquote problem is imaginary. It's an activity. Yeah. The mental state is doing it. And how is it doing it? Okay, they're seeing, but when now the seeing is interpreted as pointing to the seen and the seer. There's hearing, but now the hearing is split. You lose the, you lose the forest from the... Yet, you know, getting caught up in the trees. Now the hearing is the hearer and the heard. Now the feeling is the feeler and the felt. You see? It displaces, it can't get rid of what's going on, but it, it interprets it. It, it. it changes it so that it's right in front of you and you don't see it. Yeah? It's like the greatest heist of all is already happening. <laughs> Even when you buy all your security to protect whatever, it, the thief's in the house. <laughs> and the thief is helping you set up the security. <laughs> and it's giving you the code, the passcode. So it's got access to everything you call yours because yours has been taken over by it. So this thing is beautiful because it's, the next one says, merely by letting reason tell you that they contradict reality. So you don't overcome illusions. How does one, you don't by force or anger, nor by opposing them in any way. None of those ways would work. Merely by letting reason tell you that they contradict reality. 
They must, they cannot be so. They go against what must be true. The opposition comes from them and not reality. Reality opposes nothing. What merely is it is needs, what merely is needs no defense. What merely is needs no defense. What isn't constantly needs defense. And of and offers none. This is incredible. Only illusions need defense because of weakness. And how can it be difficult to walk the way of truth when only weakness interferes? You are the strong one in the seeming conflict. This is what I feel we forget when we become identified as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Everything that needs defense, you do not want. For anything that needs defense will weaken you. say I close my eyes, yes, like this, and my head goes into, let's say, Hoboken, New Jersey, but as soon as my eyes open, how long did consciousness take the flood out, yeah, and does, does this, uh, can you see better, like, can you work at seeing, can you really, like, HD, or I'm hearing, and then, you know, do you get tired at 2 o'clock? I've been hearing way too much fucking today. You know, I've been too much seeing. I can't believe it. No, there's no thought or effort on our part concerning the basis of life. The seeing, the consciousness, the spirit, the mind, you don't have to do push-ups. There's no gym to work out seeing. All right, <laughs> yeah, it's just no matter where you think you are, whoop, there you are. You're always the camera location. Yet, yet what's seeing can't be seen. What's feeling can't be felt. What's tasting cannot be tasted. What's hearing cannot be heard. As St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. And then everyone hears that and they think, oh yeah, and then they say, let's see, try not where is it? You know, and then, oh, I'm not really interested. I'm trying to fake it out. Like, you're going to finally get a glimpse of it. You can't see what you are. It's not a thing. Yeah. And you can never see from a thing. This thing is not seeing. Yeah. I don't care how many times my head says I'm seeing and that I refers this this as being me, it's not so. If I if this body dies and this doesn't get hurt, that's eyes not seeing a damn thing. But if you took it out and put it in a live body, it would facilitate seeing again. Things do not see. Things are seen. As as this great master Huang Po said again, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, eh? It stops your head right in its tracks. Because the head's trying to do and have itself into a state of being, and all it can do and have itself into is another mental state. And you can't arrive at where you already are. 
And as it just said there, there's no, you can't use force or anger or any of the fucking other mental strategies. Yeah? Because we're missing one point. We are what we're looking for. Like it or not. Yeah? So what happens? The thought system gathers strength. And if you look at the thought system, the thought system pictures you as a body. When you're thought about, you're thought about as a body. And if you even think you can think about yourself as a spirit, it's framed as a body. So the thought system thinks about you as a body now, but the topic isn't now, it's the past or the future. And by thinking of you now, about you as a body in the past, it remembers you as a body now. Yeah? And when it's worrying about you in the future, about what's going to happen to me, that me is pictured as a body, yeah? When you're worrying about you in the future, you're remembering you as a body now. That which isn't so can only seem to be so. And how it seems to be so is by being remembered. Yeah? The mental state is remembering it. And all the memories are using the same thing. When you have a memory of an event, the only thing you can go back to is a memory of that event. You never get to any event because nothing ever fucking happened. (laughs) All you go back into is a memory of some idea that, oh, I was there and that happened. It's a freaking story. It's fun. I mean, it's nice at a cafe, but the thing to be beholden to that you're going to be feeling and you're going to be living from the identity as a body. You're going to be in the bondage of self. Yeah? But as the Course says, you and I are the dreamer. I don't like the word dreamer because it implies a noun. I don't think there's any nouns. Yeah, You and I are the dreaming of this dream. We forget that we're dreaming. How does that get facilitated? How does the forgetting happen? By remembering you're a body. So you and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forgot that we're dreaming. And from that condition, we give everything we've dreamt, thoughts, everything else, the power to affect us as that body. Sounds like everyone's day on this planet. You and I are the dreaming of the dream. We're in a state of forgetting that. And in that state, we give everything we dreamt all the meaning to affect us. Because based on the first six lessons, you and I give everything all the meaning it has, that's the activity of it, yeah? We forget that we're the dreaming, we take ourselves to be the dreamt. This is dreamt, yeah? And from this point, the dreamt tiger seems as real as real can be. I don't care how many affirmations you do. There is no tiger. There is no tiger. If you're in a small room with a freaking live tiger, you're going to live in a little anxiety because that thing can rip your freaking neck out. I don't care. Oh, I'll become friends with a tiger. And I don't think the book How to Cohabit, you know, a small space with a tiger is going to help you. I really don't. But the fact is, trying to say that's not real by, re- by reinforcing that you're real doesn't work. What you see is you're not real, and then you realize that dreamt tiger is what? Dreamt. Does its influence wane immediately? Yes. 
How much, how much time did it take? No time. How much anger and force did it take? None. Yeah. There's a scene. You see what you're not, and in the seeing of what you're not, that's what you are. Yeah. You see what you're not, and that's what you are. You can only find out what you are. You can't know it, you can't study it, you can't freaking, you don't get close to it, you don't go far from it. It's always available at all times with no requirement necessary except the ones we come up with, really. Yeah. So it's in the dog shit awareness of just sitting here. Yes. Just sitting here. This is it. This is the pinnacle. Yeah. This is the depths of all depths right now. Yeah. And I believe we're the only reality there is that's lending reality thing to things because we're identified as a thing. Simple as that. Yeah. We are the reality. We give everything all the meaning it has. We see only the past. All of this just implies that underneath there's only one reality that's giving all the meaning to everything. Yes? We're it. And how that meaning gets distributed and how you seem so real is because this seems so real. When this is seen not to be so, the dream changes. And as the Course says, you and I are going to dream ourselves out of this dream, and as we do, the dream will get happier. Hallelujah. And that's been my experience over years and years and years. You're going to use exactly the quality and the ingredients of the dream. Mind is not limited. And it will use the dream it's having itself to dream itself out of the dream. It's a beautiful, relaxing statement. Yeah? You don't have to rush out of the dream. Nothing has to be destroyed or vanquished. It's just waking up to being awake and then see how things unfold. Instead of looking from how it unfolds to you. Because that's what happens. When you see things as only how they appear to you, that's not seeing. That's a form of looking so called self-centeredness. Yeah. It's incredible tunnel vision that you see everything and how it pertains to you as the you that you're not. How the hell is it going to make sense? Like he says here in the book, again, I cheated this morning too. If I can remember, if I can find it. The holy relationship. Does anyone know where that is? (laughs) Don't get cheeky with me. (laughs) I need help. I think it's 470 or something. This I like a lot. Yeah, here it is. He's talking about on page 468, the third paragraph, the second, let's see, yes, the third paragraph. Now, I don't know what he's inferring, but you, if you know the book really well, you will. It says, yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. So the book, to me, describes what we're not, yeah? The text goes into it unbelievably. You'll see that the, 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 it calls it more egoic. I don't really feel the ego is the dilemma because the sense of self will be the one who is that feeling of having an ego and losing an ego. That, to me, is where the bondage point is, yeah? The ego can be used, this idea. To me, it's an object, objectification of selfing. It's not... Yeah? It's like selfing seeing itself as an object. But 
if the real bondage point to me is not have is not if you have an ego or don't have an ego, it's the one who has it or doesn't have it. That feeling of being the one who has one and the one that's lost one. See? Because it's the same feeling when there's having and losing. Yeah? When you get close and when you're far away. When you feel super connected and when you feel like you're disconnected. That, se- that sense of having both those little dualistic, it's like the both wings of the butterfly. Yes? We think they're different, but they're basically the same. But that's the axis point is the bondage of self. Yeah? Not what you think, but the thinker. Not what you feel, but the feeler. That's where the point of bondage is. It uses whatever feelings arise to point to the feeler. Yeah? And what happens is most of us, where we're pointed to get relief is at what it's claimed, not the claimant. Yeah? So we want to get different feelings and we want to have different thoughts. Yeah? But the fact is, it's the haver of it, for me, is where the bondage is. Yeah? That feeling that when something comes, it came to you, and when something leaves, it left you. Yeah? That feeling. That's, to me, it. And that's why all of the activities that it's claimed are there. It uses all of them to reinforce that idea. So people say... Obsession with self. Obsession with self is not the dilemma. It's obsession with self is used to reinforce the identification as one. To me, the real root of the activity here is identification as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Or as he said, a non-existent thing that wants to get out of a non-existent thing. The only way a non-existent, the only way to get out of a non-existent thing is realize it's non-existent, and therefore, because that what that does, it doesn't give you a pathway to get out. It destroys the assumption that you're in. See, it's realizing you're not in is the experience of being out. It's not getting out. Getting out is in. Yeah, because it will be you that you you will be the one that got out and you are the one that was in. Yeah? You've taken it with you. On all your excursions outward, it's this it's a round trip ticket. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> you see it? If you can see it, that creates a see the flavor, the mind works in images, pictures. And what really struck me because I was in a, I'm in the program of recovery, and after about 11 years of dealing with self and the obsession with it, but as a self, yeah, <laughs> I was dealing, trying to get out of the obsession with self, but as the self that was obsessing with it's very difficult to get out of, of what you're not in. It's impossible. You can't <laughs> transcend an imaginary place. You can't leave here. <laughs> you can't. You, you, you don't need books that try to tell you how to get into the moment. You've never been out of a moment. There's no moment without us. There's nothing here without us. We're it. And then the whole idea of trying to get out of self is insane because you're not in one. It's an activity. It's a verb. 
The mental state is running it. You weren't, suppose, if you even feel like a sense that you were a baby, for a long time as a baby, you never had a sense of self. And life was going on uninterrupted. It, was, it wasn't essential and necessary. And then the mental state got developed and started proposing a story. And you be, the idea of self became the organizing principle. Yeah. It's gotten carried away. So we've been given, the heist has occurred where life, we don't see life as happening, we see it in an interpretation that's happening to me. You know? It can't get rid of life as happening, it's, but, and it knows that, so what it does, it just alters it. It makes life, it interprets life to such an extent it seems like life isn't happening. But it never can get rid of what is. It just dis- it's disguises it, it distorts it, it covers it up, but it can never get rid of it. Yeah? If you look at the thought system, the thought system doesn't value now. It's using now to think of yesterday and tomorrow. If we see only the past, basically what are we seeing? Nothing. That's its objective. So that it can tell you what you're seeing. And like it says here beautifully, yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not a view. But still the strange idea, which it does accurately describe, you think is you. And the, the emphasis really is you, the word after you. It says you think is you. Exactly. As soon as there's the thinking, it's you. Yeah? When it says, I think, all the shit happens after that. If you can recognize you're before the I think, that's the freedom from thought. When you recognize that sometimes what we call a pause is actually, in Zen, they would say your original face. When you're in a pause, you're finally resting in what you are. Of course, the mental state arises, says, oh, now that's over, and then it continues on with its linear story. The heist continues on, and every time the burglar comes in, we call it me. Then it has carte blanche into every aspect of what you call your life. It's running amok everywhere. Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours, must make no sense to you. Does it make sense that we tend to auction off this moment for a bigger, better moment later? Does it, does it make sense to you, if you really sit with it, that while I'm here, I'm just planning on arriving at a mythical there? with the hope that there will be better than here. But every time you arrive there, it's here. Doesn't that... It's just... Isn't it? Every All the there's that you... Oh, when I go there, that retreat or something. But every time you arrive at it there, it's a here. You, you can never escape the basic context. So let's go see here. You indeed believe this, and you do. Oh, wait a minute. What you must... Oh, here, this is, here. Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. To whom would seeing such as this send back 
its messages. To whom, with all this seeing, which I call a form of looking, self-centeredness, what is all the messages of self-centeredness being sent back to? That's what it's saying, yeah? All the messages happening up there, what, what is their target audience? When you come back with all the information, where is it going to? Where's central office? Yeah? To whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? Yesterday, tomorrow, yesterday, tomorrow. (laughs) The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. This you would understand. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. I want to say that again. The brain interprets to the body. It does not see you as spiritual or spirit or all there is or everything or big M mind or whatever. It sees you, which is not seeing. Yes? It's a form of looking. It sees you as a body. And where does it see you as a body? In its made-up past and its made-up future. It pictures you as a body and it remembers you as one now by all that other activity. When you do something you love, what happens? You forget yourself, yeah? You're not busily following the remembrance of self and you have an, you call it a peak experience. Yeah? Or let's say if you have, if you're lucky enough to witness an epiphany, let's say. You know epiphanies, right? So let's say, have you ever made a reservation for an epiphany? Have you ever called ahead to like, you know, (laughs) Motel 6? I'm going to have an epiphany between 12 and 4. Uh, I want Kenny G music and candles and stuff like that. No, it's sort of an intervention on your linear story, mental story, yes? Your little minty, it's like a big, it's a big hiccup to the continuum, the linear story, and then there's what, you know, whatever. Now, I notice when it, it usually coincides with this one activity when it seems to end, which is, I'm having an epiphany. Yeah? As soon as the rising of the selfing comes up and claims it, which it will do, it doesn't have any respect for any freaking thing. It's going to claim it, yeah? And then as soon as it claims it, it neuters it. It's sort of like us. We're always wanting to know. It's sort of like, I want to know the river, so I get a glass of water, a glass, and I put it in there, and I think I have the river. But having that water, this is a great thing, which is the essence of the river is rivering. Yeah? The movement. You don't have the river. You've lost the river by wanting to know it, you see? As soon as there's a knowing of it, you've neutered it. That's exactly what's going on freaking all day. We're trying to know things with the idea that if we know things, we have things. No, it's not true. 
You know, the whole idea is to find out. Or in Zen, the highest form of mind is I don't know. And in the I don't know, you're relegated to finding out, and then life becomes revelatory. It changes the whole way things go. And what changes? Not the way things go. You change. You recognize something. It's like for me when it occurs. It's like it was like an unspoken yes. I knew it before I heard anything. I just knew what I heard, what it triggered, was right before, right and wrong, you know? And all it's been since then is just an echoing of it, over and over and over again, an affirmation of it. It's like it entertains itself as the closest thing to knowing itself, yeah? Bomo, yeah, so here. The brain interprets to the body which it is a part. But what it says you cannot understand, yet you have listened to it. And long and hard you tried to understand its messages. The thought system pictures us as a body. Yeah? You're very rarely going to have freedom from the thoughts when every thought is preceded by mine. When you believe you're the one that's doing it, or they're about you... That's the bonding mechanism. It's not the thought. It's like this. We use it all the time at the talks I do. Let's put three words up here. Money, health, and money, let's say. (laughs) Money, health, and money. And there's a meaning, yes? Everyone will trigger a meaning. Now, I'm not going to change anything on the word at all. Yet, I'm going to change it drastically. Yeah? My money. So here I am. I want every one of you to have lots of money, you know, honestly, but I don't want you to have any of my money. <laughs> I didn't change the word money, but I changed it dramatically, not by, not by adding anything to it, by preceding it with something. You are the president. You are what comes first. You are the prior. You and I are the prior. The mental state is a production. When it produces its effects, you feel like you were there before as a body. It's an illusion. The mental state doesn't have the same activity or devotion to the way we do to the way time seems to be. It produces an effect, and when the effect is produced, it produces a historical feeling that that effect was there first. That's the presupposing. That's all the thought system's doing all day. It's inferring, yeah? it's implying, it's assuming. It's like in Zen, they said the pointer to the moon. In this case, it's not even a moon. It's just pointing. And then the mind itself makes the leap. Yeah, It's like this. I come here, I haven't been here for a while. Let's say my hair got longer for, after two years. And then someone will come in, very innocent, and say, oh, you're growing your hair, Paul. Right? And I go, oh yeah, so I'm growing my hair. And I think I'm doing a good job, you know? And then maybe you're balding, I see you're not doing such a good job. You know? <laughs> and then I'm going off and I have pride about it. And they go, you know, I've noticed that if I join together with people and grow my hair with people, it goes faster. So I've joined a little club. And it, you could go on and on and on. But it's the insane thing. I have nothing to do with the hair growing. Yeah? If I don't cut it, it grows. Yeah? But the language assumes we have a lot to do with things we have nothing to do with all freaking day. And if you listen to it without clarity, you're easily going to start your world from after the fact instead of seeing it 
before it's a fact. Because it's just an advertisement. It's our believing it that makes it a fact. But before it's a fact, that's what we are. Before. The solution is prior to the bondage. It's not after the bondage. Any solution that comes after the bondage is part of the bondage solution dynamic. But the solution is prior to the bondage. And from the solution's point of view, there is no real problem. From the problem's point of view, you need a solution. But from the solution's point of view, there is no problem. And then suddenly, immediately, the solution disappears. And you're that. Which you've always and always are and always will be. Just that. Which is all there is. We'll have a question in a minute. The souffle is almost done. You know? <laughs> and there's rest. Then the interest and attention that's flooding out yeah, and meeting things. And then it goes back and you believe it goes in, you know? But it, this isn't in. This is out. Selfing is produced by the brain, which is out. So here you come, the interest and attention all day, meeting things and everything like that, but there's only one that's meeting them all, and the only one that's doing it all, and it's, it keeps coming back, and it comes in, and it hits your little billboard with your happy face, and then you're pictured as a body, yeah? And then it goes back out, and you're thinking it's like inhale, exhale, but all it is is exhale. You never go in. But if you, can, if you realize you're not that, your interest and attention will go through the billboard, and go, into, go back to its source and fucking get replenished, you know, refreshed. And as it comes back into here, as the in seemingly comes into the out, the in sprinkles some of itself here, and that's the leavening agent. There is no real relief in here. It comes from somewhere, it comes from some other place. And we are the harbor, we're the bringer of it. Yeah. Not the getter of it, not the trying to find it, but we are the bringer of it. Now it's sort of like a real inhale, exhale, and then there's fucking balance. Then you can see red is red and blue is blue. It's like this thing with uh, no one in the city of New York, no one at any cafe today, I bet you, has been talking about the effects of gravity on their shoulders or on their knees yeah they say it's the hill or those steps but it's gravity yes and so alright you can get books and books books about gravity and think you know gravity yeah but the best thing to do is just go into an anti-gravity chamber and by its absence you'll realize its presence you'll know exactly what gravity is you don't have to study it you don't have to know it you'll have a sense of it yeah when this sense of self is seen not to be you, that's that. Yeah. Many things could be construed as force and anger, trying to get there. When it says very clearly in this book, those won't work. It's the same thing as the seeing. There's no effort at all. It's just going on, and so are you. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that's it, you know. You just sort of go along with the plan. Like they say in the Star Trek movies with the box, resistance is futile. <laughs> the dilemma with the mental state is that it has no power. And all the mental state does is assume it has power. That's why it actually thinks it's logical to go back and think about shit. But you can't change what's happened, huh? can you? Have you ever, you know, let's say you're running, you're running, yeah? You're tired and you stop. Or let's say you're swinging and then you finally stop. And it's clear, there's a clear stopping. But have you ever seen that happen in thought? <laughs> Where the thought says, all right, I thought enough, that's it, let's get on with it. No, it's going back to shit that didn't even happen 30 years ago. It's like a giant forensic unit. It's just constantly going over with the hope, with the idea that if I wouldn't have said that to her, she would have married me, they'd have kids. Never the idea of divorce is brought in. It's just oh, everything would have been great. And it's not. <laughs> but it, it doesn't change a damn freaking thing. Except your conditions, seemingly. Yeah. Even memories of being great produce contraction here. Because it, it points out that it's not great now. And look at people. Listen to people's conversations. Their idea of okayness has been put into time. I will be okay. That's all we fucking hope for in this form of slavery. I was once okay, and I will be okay. What about now? The thought system is a form of slavery. And the chain is mine. The freedom lies in the idea of being the thinker, not the thoughts. The thoughts are just being used to facilitate something. Yeah? If the mind is weakened, thoughts will arise just as they do. Problems will occur. Things will go great. Things won't go great. You'll feel things, this and that. But I'll tell you something, it won't change the geography of your little action figure's life, but you'll travel lighter over it all. Yeah? You will have lost interest in the self. Because the only reason why you're interested in it is it's you. That's its only attraction, I swear. Have you ever had to sit with someone for four hours, talk about all the fears they have about what's not happening? You know what I mean? Paul, I'm sure I'm going to have a cancer, but do you now? No, but I'm going to, but do you know? You know what I mean? You want to do anything to get out of there. Yet, the same stuff that's happening in her head, if it was held as yours, you'd be following it for 40 fucking years. What's the difference? It's the my. It's not the thoughts. It's not the feelings. It's not the experiences. It's the my. The heist happens there. And it uses whatever you do, good ones and bad ones, to reinforce the idea of being the one who's doing it. Yeah? Now, maybe that's great for you, but maybe it ain't. If it ain't, there's an easy exit. You just deny the idea of any entrance. It never fucking happened. It's just happening. Yeah? And you can sense it in the room. The pause now. That's it. That's us. Yeah? There's a saying in AA, which is one of the greatest trip triggered in me, was being convinced that self 
this feeling, this mental activity that produces a sense of being a body, yeah, and reinforces it and does everything else about it, massages it, calls it the reference of all references. It, the biggest crowning is it's me. You know, that's really as soon as that happens, you're fucking under the guise of King Paul for thirty years. So. It says, manifest, self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. It's a beautiful statement. So self manifesting in various ways is what has defeated us. He makes it very clear, us and this self is different. Self is like a foreign installment, selfing. Or for me, it's more like a parasitical movement. Yeah? It has the qualities or the traits of a parasite. It doesn't have a life, so it takes yours. Yeah? And how does it take yours and how you put up with its takeover and it's quite hostile is that it uses the act of you being identified as it, as cover. You take yourself to be the one. Yeah? So it says, manifest in various ways is what has defeated us. Yeah? So how are the ways? Have you ever looked at the dictionary self, the word self? There's like a hundred, there's like a hyphen and like 180 attributes behind it. And if you total them all up, it's about 80% fucked, 20% pretty good. So, this isn't a level playing field. You're like way over here, like this. And just because everyone else is, you think this is that. But it ain't that. This is way off. Way fucking off. <laughs> Just because the herd is in the position doesn't mean it's a good one. <laughs> so how does it defeat us? And if being such a hostile takeover, how does it get away with it? Well, it jacks it. You ever see, read about parasites? A lot of great, great... Uh, science coming out. There's one parasite, Toxo, that's a, its a little nickname, it's a long thing. And it's in us, it's in the brain, it's in a lot, a lot of mammals and stuff. And the Toxo, it has one drive which is to procreate, yes? And it can only do that, it can only reproduce in the, in the stomach of a cat. See? So that's a severe limitation. Yes? So it's got a sort of a dilemma, a drive, yet it doesn't have any wheels or any legs or anything. And it's sort of trapped in a seemingly independent, separate entity. <laughs> seemingly. So what it does is jacks into the brain, and so it, it's in a lot of right, uh, rats and mice. It jacks into the rice brain, uh, the rice, the mice brain and the rat brain, and when it says, when you see a cat, run towards the cat. I've seen videos, it's great. These four cats are hanging out in the noonday sun, and this big rat shows up, and just keep running into them. You know? so, because if they eat the, the cat, the rat, then it finds its home. It has, little, it has this little affair down there, and it can procreate. You don't think we're open to that possibility? We're being taken over by mental winds all day. And how it disguises itself, they sound like your thoughts, because you're identified as the thinker. They sound, oh, there, that must be real, I feel it's real. Yeah. yeah, and that's the bondage. And then the heist continues on, while we're pointing our fingers at every freaking thing else, we've been heisted. Yeah. You get back an interpretation, and you leave that sort of 
flavor of life, yeah, that onness, that sense of presence that we are. We become a, a like a phantom of an of a past and a future with the hopes of finally being present somewhere other than the presence. Really, isn't it the case? Three hours from now, an hour from now, eight hours ago, we really believe we were there, but there's no sense of really being here. Just that we're in transit. From one moment to a bigger moment, better moment, hopefully. It's like being on one of those sidewalks that moves at the airport. If you see something you like, you can't get off. You just keep going. You just being moved. Time is unbelievable, man. One of the main things of the dreaming is time, and time is like having a back on you, a hand on your back, constantly pushing you from each moment to hurry up to get to the next one. Seemingly. You don't see it as slavery? If you can see it as foreign, if you can see it as a parasite, somehow, if you, this is what happened with me in AA, at the 11th year mark of sobriety, something happened to me, my head, and it opened up to another, it's like a camera, you think the aperture is set, but it's not, it can open very, very wide, yeah, and one of these openings, when I read those, that piece from the recovery book, and I had read it many, 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 many times, had a totally new meaning, when I read the word self, it felt like a foreign installment, like a parasitical thing, and as soon as my mind entertained, I'm not that, the next thing, which was totally escaping me for all the years of spiritual practice, the next thing that arose in the mind was, I can be free from it. As soon as I saw a difference, or not that, then I entertained the possibility of being free from it, where before, all my entertaining freedom was as that. Yeah? I was attempting to become free as that which was binding me. And one of the best binds it ever used was moving towards freedom. So there is a solution, truly. Because in a sense, at this moment, you're both. You can seemingly be the problem, and you are the solution. What seemingly being the problem is also the solution, yeah? But it can seem to be the problem if certain conditions are happening, which is having faith in the thought system. Because if you believe the thoughts, you are definitely going to live in a lot of anxiety. Literally. Everyone in this room, I like the idea of faith as a force of mind. Yeah? Our faith is different, like a certain religious thing or whatever. But faith, everyone has faith. And in this place of manifestation how faith is going to manifest manifest is what vehicle it's put in. So if we have faith in the thought system, we're going to enliven the thought system and it will have the ability, which it does not have, to produce anxiety out of what's not happening. If that faith is broken with the thought system through realizing you're not the thinker, then that faith will probably enrich your day right now and produce a sense of ease and comfort in your own skin and in the circumstances you're in. It's the same energy. 
exact same energy. You're the exact same energy. You can you can appear this way, or you or you are that way in a sense. Yeah, you can be living, or you can be an interpretation. Seemingly, the word seemingly is incredibly important because it means it appears to be true or false to you. Everything here is seemingly so, isn't it? I mean, you can have something that you believe was the worst thing that ever happened to you. And let's say you go into recovery or you go to the Course in Miracles and your head gets reshuffled a little. And then you look at it as the best thing that ever happened to you. So that night when I got arrested for the 20th time, I thought that was the worst thing. Or getting run over twice, I thought it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. But after a couple of years, it may be seen as the best thing that ever happened to me. What is it? Was it the worst thing? And then suddenly a miraculous transformation to the best thing? It was neither. It was only the meaning I gave it, yes? We're the reality here. We are reality. Lending ourselves to and allowing things to seem real by allowing this to be us. You want to break the chain, get to, get to that space before the links. You're not going to break the links. Yeah, That's part of the linkage. Before is the solution. The freedom is prior to knowledge. The freedom is prior to thought, not after I think, but before. To me, you know, like that Descartes thing was, I think, therefore I am. I'd say, I think, therefore I'm fucked, basically. (laughs) Really, literally. So that's it. It's a simple invitation, you know. I believe. I'll tell you. I believe mind entertains unbelievably. It's entertaining this place. I believe sometimes if it doesn't download or something smacks you in the face, you may have to hear it from some outside source. But as soon as a possibility drops into that field of entertaining, it can be entertained. If the possibility never goes in, you may never entertain that possibility. But to me, this is like a spiritual subpoena. All of you have been served. You're going to be called to court. But it won't be the court of the mental state. It will be to the court of light. And in there, you, all your, your trespasses have been annulled. Nothing, of, nothing that you believe happened ever fucking happened. At least to you. So, yeah, do we have one more, five more minutes? Yeah. The idea of sky, you ever hear the idea of sky? You take an open day, like a sky, and uh, to me, sky is like a nice example of mind, big M mind. So there's a big sky, tons of clouds are moving through it, but none of them stay for long, do they? Like when you see a dog as a cloud on Monday, it's very rarely in the corner of the horizon for five, six days, you know, because everything changes it. The wind and the sun burns it off. And yet, so, and then when a bird takes a shit, it doesn't land on the sky, does it? It lands on your car or something. And when it rains, the earth gets wet. The sky doesn't get wet. And when planes are flying through the sky, they never call the tower and saying, I ran into a big chunk of sky, do they? So the sky is like mind. It allows everything to appear in it, but is not affected by any of the appearances. That's what it's like. Yeah. So shit comes up, 
whatever. You'll see it. Just entertain priorness, and then you'll. And then all that you need to know about afterward will be revealed from priorness, not in afterward. Yeah, no way. You can't. You only know the problem from the solution. Really, you can't do it justice living under the problem. But you can see what it was when you realize what it ain't, yeah, and it ain't you. So, and you have a question? Yeah. First of all, welcome to New York, Paul. Thank, thank you. you. It's really good to see you. Yes, thank you. And um, um, most of the people here, I know, say the course in miracles. And in listening to you today, I, I I heard you make no mention of God or higher power. And um, and I know it's important to you. And why? Because I mean, in, in today's talk. It, um, it was that was the unifying thing that seemed to be missing for me in, in listening to what you're saying, God and higher power. And how do you feel about that? Like, how do I you, feel? Could you speak more about that, about God and higher power? Here's <coughs> a personal question. Well, I'll use a statement from Ramana Maharshi: "To know God is to be God." Yeah. you're none other than the higher power you're none other than what you, would, you infer with the word God mm-hmm. yeah it's, today's lesson for me was um, uh, my mind is part of God's I am very holy yeah that was today's lesson and uh, so um, that takes all the confusion out of it yeah, yeah. Well, if you really hear it too, would God's mind have any parts? <laughs> Only if we couldn't slice it. Yeah, exactly. So, but I don't think about the, the t- to me. There's we're using a a language that isn't really built to promote clarity about nothing. You know, it's all about becoming more obscured about some things, really. So, but I don't know. I never really put any kind of plan out when I share. I don't have a little note saying, make sure you keep add God in here. I just just come and sit and see what happens. It's sort of like, I like it that way, because uh, then it's like from my own bakery, so to speak. You know? You don't want to... I don't write or get prepared. Why? Who needs to be prepared? There's, I don't come and then there's a get ready room and then a get set room and then I come in. Yeah? <laughs> you just come in and I've been... My experience is that every time I'm willing to, to you know, is a, you know, I have to be willing See, some people in recovery would say you have to have it before you can give it away. I believe if you're willing to give it away, that's the habit of it. Yeah? So, it's just become natural to me that I don't, I don't try to prepare anything, because why? You know, I just show up and let's see what happens. You know? And then, it's trippy, because I don't have any experience of this at all. You know? I can't, there's nothing I can grab out of it. It's just a vacuum for this time when I'm sharing.
you know, I have experiences of the latte before, and I'll be having an experience of the ride back to Dover, but I never, when I come home, and people don't even ask me anymore how was the trip, because I just say it's over, but I can't, there's no way that this is just empty to me, which is the greatest fullness of all. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a sense of like, if you want to have picture, paint a picture, it's like the hose finally finds its purpose through the water moving through it. Yeah. So, to me, the spirit moves through us. Yes. And in that moving through, that's it to me. Yeah. Every I really believe everything is verbing here. There's no nouns to be found. Yeah. It's just verbing, 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 verbing. This is a manifestation. It's being, yeah? And, uh, like when you have the experience of light, then you can have the experience of light with acceleration of light. That's a real trip, yeah? So these things happen, and yet you can't make anything out of it. That's the beauty of it. I love it that way. All of our gauges and our mechanisms to know and get things can't fucking pick this up. Can't, can't translate it, can't own it, can't quantify it. It's just best left, you know, just to abandon yourself to that. And you don't even have to do that. Just realize you're what you're not what thinks it's a, can abandon or not abandon itself. That's the abandonment. What the real abandonment is is giving up the idea of self. The real surrender isn't surrendering this. Surrendering, it's surrendering the self, the sense of self, yeah? You surrender the idea that there's anyone there to surrender. That's what happens. Like the real liberation is you lose interest in the need to be liberated. <laughs> Seriously, you could care less. <laughs> I'm not home pounding away at stuff and studying. I'm looking at Yankee blogs and shit. <laughs> I just this is like this is normalcy, you know. <laughs> I'm just a mailman. I don't represent the U.S. Post Office completely. And just <laughs> you've been served the subpoena, and I don't want anyone to follow me home. <laughs> That'd be way too much fucking work. I have faith in mind. I know you are that. Yeah, that you are trying to figure out. I know it. I can see it. Yeah. Just like to see you give yourself a break a little bit, you know. It's not if you read that thing that we read. He's basically saying, I know we always like to exclude ourselves from things that are being said, but if you heard that, it was pretty pretty definitive. You can't use force or anger or basically anything, and yet the space is quite open. Yeah, quite available. It's not. It doesn't defend because it doesn't have any a fear or a threat. You know, like that. Isn't that? Do you feel like that when you're studying shit? Do you? Do your uh, hope for freedom actually tighten up things? Look at what's happened with the words enlightenment and awakening, and and let's use just those two terms. Enlightenment implies, supposedly, the definition that the cessation of all suffering, yet people are using enlightenment to produce suffering. I'm not enlightened. I should be enlightened. Now I've got to get enlightened this lifetime. It's like, 
Anything it comes in contact with, it uses. Yeah, enlightenment is not out of bounds. Look at what's driving people crazy. People have come to so many freaking talks. If they weren't spiritually civilized, they'd be fucking so angry because they keep waiting to get it. And you're not going to get it. You are not going to get it. It's the absence of you. Not you as a better, bigger presence. But the absence of you is it. And the getting is the realization there's no one or nothing to get. That's it. Humbly saying, telling you. I mean... It's here you get ready for the race, it's before the race. When I walk in, it was before I sat down. It's always prior to the appearance of this. This is in front of the camera. Mind is behind the camera. This is never going to get to go as this behind the camera. This is relegated to content. Yes? and inherently is context, but not as this identified content. When you realize you're not this, it's like this, with realizations. You've had many, right? So here's a realization. These are the safe realizations. So I had a realization. I had a bigger realization. Oh, this was a fucking giant mass of a realization. Yeah? But the sense of you is totally comfortably in place. It's not being threatened at all. It will eat, like, realizations like Wheaties. You know what I mean? Oh, here's another realization. Because I keep getting bigger and more expansive. Yeah? But when this happens, then it gets scary. Here's realization. Here's realization. Here's realization. Here's realization. Here's realization. Then you see this. You see this. You see all the thinking, the da-da-da. This, this gets revealed as not you. This is safe, boom, 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 boom. This is quite revelatory. The gig is over. This is an appearance that takes time. That is timeless and is not an appearance. Even though all appearances are it, it is not an appearance. Everything is it, but all those it's are not. Yeah. Timelessness is what we are, and manifesting in time. Yeah. You can't use time to get to timelessness because every minute of time, timelessness is the context. Sort of like the mental state is living on a horizontal download going on linear little choo-choo two gears past and future (laughs) and then there's vertical downloads each moment of all these separated moments is the same eternity boom insecting every second every 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 time the dilemma is is how we're trying to look for it when we look for it as a self we're blind to it when we see that we're not self, you're it. Yeah? There's a huge difference between looking and seeing. They're the same, but there's been a huge difference implied. When it's you looking, that's a form of blindness to what's seen. When it's you looking, it's being used to produce a blindness to what's seen. Simple as that. 
recognize the heist, then you'll be you'll start seeing more of the more of the signs of the crime. And then when you finally arrive there, you realize it's you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you'll get into. Let's say you find the serial killer's apartment. And then you're going in and you're looking in the closet. Hey, that looks like my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I had the same suit. Oh! <laughs> uh, what? Oh, yes. <laughs> and thank God you're not that. The fear, you don't want, you're so afraid to really get it. Oh! But then when it really hits you and it's as real as real can be, it, real, it shows its true nature, which is unreal. Let the boogeyman embrace you completely and you'll realize it's unreal. When you try to get away from it, you're giving it a reality. The ego or the sense of self is a predator in a weird way. But the way it has you isn't like a tiger has, has a prey. It has you, but you're constantly moving away from it. You're trying constantly to get out of it. That's how you're in it. You're in its clutches by trying to get out of it. Read it. The Course in Miracles is, is describing the structures of mind. You can, it's going over the details of the heist completely. If you follow it, and if it's not clear, the, clear, the, clarity, the rest of the clarity may be in mind. To me, the Course is just a triggering. It's not a golden trigger. It's the mind and mind itself is it. The course to me was a download to point to just that. Yeah? You are that, what we're talking about. You are that God. You are this. You are it. But if I say it this way, you'll be thinking you're God as a self. So let's fucking break, change your perceptions, break down the idea of self, so that that message can, you'll find it yourself. You won't be separate from the idea of God. You'll realize you're the activity of God. You would, you would expect there'd be so much pressure if you were God, but you may not do anything. Not change a damn fucking thing. Nothing. So. Any other questions? Yeah, I just wanted some clarity. When you say um, the my, the my is the sense of self? Is that what you mean? The my is what's producing the sense of self. The my produces the sense of self. Yes. So a problem is a problem until it becomes my problem. Now it's your problem. Yes? Yeah, the my is just inferring or implying a sense that's going on. While, while thoughts are happening, you rarely see that the, there's a thought that's holding all the, all the thoughts. The thought of I am the thinker. Yes? So it's a thought amongst all the other thoughts, but it has hidden itself and risen above them by saying I'm the thinker. And now that thought's claiming all the other thoughts. Yeah, this is what's happening. It's a heist. <laughs> yep. I find it hard to not think of people as separate individuals because we all have different talents and abilities and interests. And we all look different, and no two people in the world act look the same. Just, you know, is there any individuality at all when we relate to people? We like certain people, we don't like certain other people. Relationships with certain people because they are a certain way, or at least they seem to us to be a certain way. 
That's the programming of the movie. But why does it have to imply there's a someone there that's not liking people? It's just not liking people. Well, you think you know why, but th- right. you don't know why. Yeah, yeah, you don't. But so then, where there's no, why do some people just have certain special abilities or talents or gifts? And why not? It, but I, I get confused because it's like if we're all just the vastness, then what? Well, you're going to always get confused when you're attempting from a conceptual point to figure out it conceptually. It's giving up that stuff, and then let's you know it'll be more of a sense-felt understanding. And usually, it doesn't ca- you don't care much. <laughs> to tell you the truth, you know. <laughs> you know. Really, one of the greatest things is a huge lack of interest. <laughs> interest goes somewhere else. I'm not saying it's apathy. To me, it's really, really clear and clean. But there is a lack of interest because <laughs> I mean, if it's true that we see only the past and the past is nothing, then we're seeing nothing. You know, it's pretty easy to lose an interest in nothing <laughs> quickly. I think that's an appropriate response, really. <laughs> but I don't know. You know, I felt like it's see. I see you, you know, as a body, of course. This is the programming. We're not, this, the eyes aren't programmed to see no thing. It, they're programmed to see things, yeah. And then, to make it seem real, we produce tons of differences or degrees, like, you know. So we think, like, if you look at, like, a, a, a mud pond, it's got, it's similar, has the same dynamics of a big lake, really. It's just different degrees, you know. And like the Course says, there are no degrees in miracles, or an illusion either. There's just an illusion or not an illusion. Yeah, But the mental state is dreaming, so it sees nothing, so it makes tons of stuff up, and all different sizes and different names, and so you think, all right, well, if I can't feel real, if I make up enough shit to feel real about, maybe we'll make it real. You know, who knows what's going on? To me, it's just dreaming. But if you're not the dreamer, it just changes your whole sense of it. And you can't conceptualize that. It's, you can't make it a path. You can't... It's not rote. You know? It's not like... You know when you'd, have, you'd hear about a saint, and then most people... Would, and then the saint had certain behaviors, and you figure, well, if I do what that saint does, then I'll get to where he is. Yeah? But that's not the case. From where he is, those are expressions of where he is. They're not ways to get to where he is. They're expressions of where he is. Yeah? And we are... It's the same with us. Yeah? The mind will have its own way. Yes? Um, How would you describe forgiveness the way it's talked about in the Course and as opposed to maybe Christianity? Well, forgiveness is always a sense that something happened. I like where it leads to is the atonement, which is you realize nothing's ever happened, yeah? You know what I mean? I think in Christianity, as a moral practice, is about forgiving what's happened without really questioning the reality of what's happening, yeah? So, in that state, it's workable. Forgiveness works. 
But like the Course says about perceptions and other things, they never can become perfect. But the atonement is when you've seen that no, no, there was no one who ever did anything, then that's prior to forgiveness, which is the real one, I believe. So where's the learning in that? In what? So if something, if you do something, so say I do something that is crushing to another person that actually I shouldn't have done. And, um, but that's not really real or you know, it's in the past, so it's not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do I learn? Well, you'll find out. I can't give you a rote thing, but you'll find out. The action figure has its own program. There's a of learning. Or not learning, I guess. Never mind. (laughs) Well, as the action figure, you're going to... Like in our... In in recovery, we we do amends, yeah? So we do amends, and when we do an amend... It's not you doing it. It's like for me, when something like that happens, it's like my dog shit on the neighbor's lawn. Yeah? Now, I'm accountable for it, but I'm not going over for 30 years about my dog shitting on the neighbor's lawn. I'm not truly responsible, but I'm accountable. Yes? So, like Jesus says, you know, render unto Caesar's what is Caesar's. So, there is the action figure realm here that has relevance on a certain level, and there you need to clean up messes. But if you shit on the lawn... (laughs) 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 But but the you to me is like the dog. Sometimes, sometimes in AA, when I when somebody makes an amends to me, I think it's about them and it's not about me. Where an apology mm-hmm. is more about me. But, but, but my point is, is that if if nothing exists, if not if nothing exists, like see again, there's a statement of nothing exists, and then there's a sense of nothing exists. See, that's the sense of nothing exists, isn't... When you start from a statement of nothing exists, then all of these ideas seem logical in questions. When you're in a sense feltness of nothing exists, nothing comes up. You know? See, that's the dilemma. So, like the Course says, there's levels. And there's level confusion. Yeah? So atonement is, let's say, one level, and forgiveness is another level. It's not, it's, and the mind would like to confuse levels. Yeah? Just like for me, I meet a lot of people in recovery, they don't need to hear this message. Their house is on fire and they think their arm's burning. Now, for me to say there is no house and there's no fire is not of service, to me, pointing out where the nearest source of water is, is that. So it's to be appropriate on the levels that the mind is manifesting on. And in your own life. There is that, what we're talking about. But the mind is in movement here, yes? And there's different levels. So you can't... I had people call me up in because they're in non-duality, which is there is no someone. And for 20 minutes, they're, taught, they're trying to get to a point and they, really all they want to do is cry because their girlfriend left. But I know there's no girlfriend and there's no me. And about, Fuck it, just save yourself some time. It's not you. You're not the one that's crying. The body is. Let it out. Yeah? You see what I mean? A lot of us want to be... We, we're picturing being the essence, but as this. 
or like in recovery, in AA, in non-duality, there's a lot of people who want to have the attributes of non-self as a self. Yeah, and a lot of the questions are on that level. Yeah, the sense feltness of it is different. You know, it's just, but so the validity of 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 what's happening is based on the level that the mind seems to be on. Yeah, it's sort of like you never know what you know what elevator it got off. You know what I mean? So you don't want to start talking about you know floor six when it's on floor three. Yeah, you want to talk. All right, there's hosiery, there's shoes. You know, you know what I mean? So you know, there's a flavor to it. Yeah, that's why sometimes I don't mind questions, but I tend to try to inhibit them a lot because I think if you just sit with nothing. That can be everything. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. And a lot of the answers, the questions, if you don't answer them, they'll be answered the next hour or so in your own little noggin. Yeah, and they'll be much more valid for you then. Your head will play around with this instead of putting it out there. It'll play around and it, the mind will download. Yeah. Paul, do you think it's helpful to, uh, uh, it seems like this to me, that uh, problems are personal. The nature of problem is personal, so that is always the my, uh, the my problem. Uh, outside of the separate self, there there could be no problem. Yeah, but then you know, whatever you know, just if there's a problem, realize there's no one having it, or just entertain the possibility. And when there's no problem, realize there's no one having it. You know, just try, just at least, just if you want to put any attention on anything. Put on what precedes problems, what precedes that. That feeling where self is generated yeah, is what we are. We are in that space, and then the mental process generates a story. And so everything comes and goes back to that one Rome. There's only one Rome that everything goes back to. And if you follow all of the antics of the mental state, it will lead back to source of mind. Yeah. Like what I'm what I'm hearing is it's like uh, God is and then we cease to speak. Not God is and then we speak. I would say both though, <laughs> because God is. Period. So, People speaking yeah, or not speaking, God is. Yes. I would just say is. I cut out the God. And just is. And it's no it's no disrespect for anything. It's just why, if, you know, to me, what really occurs here is a more of a paring down, and you get very economical, and though there's some lovely words, you don't necessarily need to carry them. Yeah. It's much better just to be in the, uh, the rawness of mind itself. Yeah. It will enjoy certain words, but nothing needs to be collected. Yeah. Sort of slaves or of our thoughts, right? And 
those those other clouds is like uh, like uh, clouds, right? Which separates us from from Seemingly. the from the mind, right? Which is this uh, clear sky, clear sky, right? So the, the, the whole thing is like uh, get uh, possibly as much access to this to this clear sky, right? So that that's, that's the whole issue here, and. I assume that your access to the sky is much larger than, than mine, at, at least. But it is a other people. Yeah, 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 I understand. Right? Because you, you some, somehow did find, I don't know, if through, the, through the lecture, through your experience, or who knows how it came to you. I mean, it was like a sort of miracle, right? That's why you say you cannot give anybody, uh, anybody advice, you know, how, how to get to this, this point. But okay, but Assuming that you you are in a better position because your 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 vision of this of this uh, uh, beautiful sky is much larger than, than, than mine, right? But let's say I, I there are moments when I when I see that that, that beautiful sky. So my question is: Is there any way to uh, sort of in a practical way uh, train yourself? You know. To, 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 to go to this, to this uh, you could always use a, you know, you use a simple thing called a subjective question who am I so let's say you notice there's the head is worrying about next week yeah let's just say there's worrying about next week happening yeah well and then instead of concentrating so much on should I or shouldn't I be worrying next week just ask who is it that's worrying about next week? And don't expect an answer. See what arises. Yeah. Just keep bringing it because see, there's a the, the subjectivity, the false subjectivity wants to take you this way. Let's question the false subjectivity and see who's home. Yeah. Because if you go this way, everything leads back to what's so. Yeah. Well, then you're, if you're talking about there's that one cloud that's causing you not to access the sky, is because you find yourself on this side of the cloud. You've been produced as a sense of self. Yeah, What you are is on the sun side. It sees the clouds, but from here, the clouds have no, uh, no ability to block you off from the sunlight of the spirit, because from here, it's obvious you're the spirit. <laughs> When you take yourself to be a body, which is a process, then you seemingly find yourself here trying to look at the open sky and then clouds can come by and stop you from having access to the open sky. But it's all, it's, see, it, oh, this is only seemingly true from this reference point. If the reference point is questioned and it loses interest, you may find yourself on this side. You still see the clouds, but now the clouds have no ability and shit has no ability to block you off to access because you are that which is accessible. Yes. Yeah, you see a little bit? So what we're saying is there's a, 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 a false reference point that we start from has been made and it's reinforced by the mental state. And from that point, then a lot of stuff makes a whole lot of sense. But if the point isn't true then all the logic that has spun out of that point is insane. Or as the Course was saying, that which is talking is, or telling you what's going on, or that vision you think you have is not of yours. You are independent of what's being seen this way, through the programming. Yeah? So you are 
maybe, just maybe, you'll find yourself on the sun side, and then all that which has been given the in, given the ability to block you off from the sunlight of spirit will suddenly will be dismissed of that ability by the mind waking up. Yes? Because obviously, if it's you and I give everything all the meaning it has, that cloud having the ability to block us off from the sunlight of spirit has been given that meaning. It has no ability to unless we're in a certain position. That's what I'm taught, bringing it back to that position. Because I don't believe that's the position. The negation of this, yeah, this trying to find, we'll never see it. Negate this, how long will it take? No time. How long will how what how it will how will it look when you're out here? It may take like it's taken time because we're in time and space here. Yeah, and that's the thing where he says, you know, you're dreaming yourself out of the dream, and the dream will get happier. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you'll have the, you'll have the joy of the fun of watching an aperture suddenly open up with no thought effort on your part. Like Jesus says, for those who have eyes that see it and to see and ears to hear, that's exactly it. Suddenly, more is revealed. Yeah, sort of fun. Yeah, the dream gets happier, yeah, and then there's a dreaming out of it. That's that, eh? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.